Broadcasting Life and Broadcasting Love from Studio 14B. I'm Jay, that's Zach, that's Puff back there. Say hi, Puff. Yeah, Puff's not talking. So it's good to be with you guys. Uh, tonight we continue... Hey, Ben's on. Uh, uh, tonight we continue on with our series called uh, God With... Dot, dot, dot. This is part two of the series. We are uh, continuing on with this series for the bulk of this month because it is Christmas season. It is Emmanuel, God with us, God with you, God with me, uh, as we keep pushing forward and pressing into him. And and tonight, it's it's really a, a, a neat night where we have the chance to uh, look at how personal God is. That's the neat thing about Christmas, isn't it? About how personal our God is and... and uh, all this stuff. Kevin Beers, hey, good to see you, Kevin. Uh, thanks for being part of the Untorn broadcast from Studio 14B. Uh, yes, that's not an original name. I wish it was. Kevin Beers was actually in youth group or helping out with youth group when the youth group was called the Untorn. So, anyway, um, trying to wait for this music to wind down before we uh, continue on with, with tonight. Hey, listen, uh, Zach and I serve together. Uh, at a church in Rochester called Church Radiant. For those of you who didn't know, and uh, it's it's a blast. We have we have a great senior pastor. His name is Shane, and Shane uh, is very personable and uh, a neat guy to connect with. We have uh, really interesting staff meetings uh, at, at times, and uh, I mean we laugh about it, but we we really enjoy uh, doing the staff meeting thing. We have a uh, Noel. Uh, Eichenberger, who is part of our, our team as well as Shane. And, and so there's there's four of us that meet on a regular basis, and I, I love it. I love the dynamics. We pray for one another. We, we lift one another up. We uh, speak life into each other, and we really try to exemplify God being amongst our set, amongst our staff, God being with you, God being with me, and looking for evidence in how God has revealed himself in different capacities throughout our respective weeks. It's it's really uh, a neat time. And one of the things that that Shane continues to emphasize, at least in my life, and I've been on I've been at Church Radiant now for coming up on eight years. Hard to believe that. But uh one of the things that our senior pastor loves to emphasize is is prayer specifically in the area of oh Lord, would you protect the unity that is found in one our church, but also two in our team in our staff. And I think there's there's something to be said about that. When you when you hear when you hear those words, Zach, uh, what do those mean to you in terms of God protect the unity? What do you think that that means? What do you think about when you hear that? Oh, I think in, in a church context or any team oriented context. Uh... You know, either outside forces or the forces within of our own, you know, opinions, pride um, can just come into play and become factors. Um, and so, I think, I think praying that spirit over, over any sort of group, whether you're a school project or you know, or or staff <laughs> that that ultimately that this would ultimately be focused on him. Um, and I think it's been a really cool experience to, to have to be praying that consistently 
um, and have that as part of a you know weekly reminder to you. Um, and just you know to keep the unity, to keep to keep focus on, on what God's calling us to, and to stay you know team oriented. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Because you know it, we can get so weighed down in the moment we can get so weighed down in the pursuit of of other things and and let's face it I, i'm sure you can relate to this i've done it and and you've done it too in different contexts and and folks that are watching or folks that are listening you probably have done it in some capacity too so we're looking at unity a little bit but that's a subset of where we're really going we're looking at god within the unity and god within uh what we are truly living for. That's, that's something that we're aiming for. That's something that we're, we're striving for tonight because whatever it is that is at the forefront of your pursuit, it's going to come out, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to come out in some capacity. And I can tell you that it comes out in different situations for me and it probably comes out in different situations for you, uh, especially sensitive situations, stress, stress filled environments and and things like that it it gets nuts doesn't it yeah so tonight we're looking really just at two simple verses zoe good to see you caleb good to see you a few people just buzzing in right now uh good to see you guys over on facebook live so we're looking at two verses tonight and if you have your bibles which i hope you do or your bible app would you open up to or click there tap there whatever you have to do to get there James chapter 4, and uh, we're going to look at verses 2 and 3 tonight, talking about life and talking about the different pursuits uh, that that kind of clutter our hearts and finding God in the midst of those different things, finding his grace, finding his mercy, and and really going after those things. So with that being said, we're going to pray real quick because prayer is vital, uh, especially in our time together in our 15-minute segment or so that we are with you uh, in this window of opportunity to share and and be with one another. We're going to pray, and uh, we'll dive into reading Scripture and go from there. Zach, you want to lead us in prayer tonight? <clears throat> All right. Awesome. Let's pray. Lord God, we just thank you for this opportunity. Um, Lord, whether we're just clicking in um, or we're here right now, Lord, I pray that you would just uh, guide and direct uh, tonight, and that you would just be here. Lord, let your... Um, Spirit and your word speak above our own interpretations or opinions. Um, Lord, let uh, ourselves not get in the way of what you're doing ultimately in our lives, Lord. Just pray for the rest of the night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So tonight we're looking, again, James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, real quick, in tonight's untorn uh, main message. All right. So looking at it, it reads as follows in the NLT. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and you wage war to take it away from him. Yet, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what you... Uh, you. I'm, I'm tongue-twisted tonight, uh, tongue-tied. I can't even say the right <laughs> phrase. So verse 3, And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. So thinking about that, again, verses 2 and 3, You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, 
but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. There we go. (laughs) Second chances. Thanks for your grace. That's good. So we're looking at four different things tonight in this passage as it relates to Emmanuel, God with. And we've been on this God with series, again, second round uh, tonight of God with, looking first round last week at Emmanuel, God with us. And that is really the theme, the crux of where we're going. But the first thing uh, I want to ask and focus in on is, is really these two verses, Zach, touch upon the heart. And that's kind of the first point is, What's going on inside your heart? What's going on inside of my heart? And it brings that into question, uh, especially when it when our focus can be so distracted and disorientating, if that's a word, it is now, uh, during this holiday season. We, we can so easily focus on, on all the wrong things instead of really honing in on the Emmanuel factor. God with you, God with me. So really, Paul... Not Paul. I'm used to talking about Paul a lot lately. James addresses it right off the bat. What's going on in your heart? He says that your motives are all wrong, and we're going to talk about motives in a second. But really, the the heart is the crux of it all, right? Mm-hmm. The heart is is the focus, and the context in this passage, especially in verse one, which we didn't read, is quarrels and fighting and and this whole idea of chaos ensuing there isn't unity here there's disunity there's ununity there is fractions and fissures and and cracks in the in the foundation do you, do you see that yeah so what's happening here is jealousy overcomes and that's what dominates the heart is the sense of jealousy in terms of controlling the heart. And each and every day for you and for me, each and every day for Zach and 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 really everyone is an opportunity to engage with the jealousy factor or not. Can you think of times in your life where you've been jealous over not necessarily um, what somebody has or doesn't have? Have you ever been down that road? Again, yeah, yeah. putting you on the spot, but... but um, uh, maybe maybe those that are watching can relate to that in some capacity too, right? Where maybe you can't think of it off the bat right away, but but certainly jealousy is is something that really is at the forefront of a lot of issues within our mm-hmm. culture, right? You look at politics, what's going on there? A lot of jealousy, right? Who has the power? Who doesn't have the power? You look at church life. Sometimes it's a power play. Who has the power and who doesn't have the power? And people get frustrated with that. So, really it comes back to the heart, especially at the end of verse 3. You want only what will give you pleasure. It's getting ahead in the moment, but it's not focusing on the long-term effects, right? So it's issues of the heart. Cool thing is, no matter what side of life you're on with with what's happening in your heart, bringing it back to the Emmanuel factor, God with factor, 
God can even be knocking on the door of a corrupt heart. Right? Yeah. That's the good news. That's the that's the great news tonight. Is is even in the midst of that. So that's that's number one. Number two is motives. Now, again, heart and motives might might work hand in hand, and certainly these these things are interconnected. But when it comes to the motives factor, from what I see in my own life, Zach, there's only one way, one of two ways that my heart and motives align, and that it's either for selfless endeavors. Or selfish endeavors. Unfortunately, all too often, my heart goes after and my motives go after serving self. And in today's world, that is really something that is a shame. It is something that dominates. I mean, look at Christmas. Motive is... You, you you see it you see the gift card thing at, at times where somebody will or a company will offer hey get a twenty five dollar gift card uh, for yourself or for a friend and then get five for yourself because you bought the twenty five dollar gift yeah. card um, we see it on you know some of the latest advertising for T Mobile was hey get an iPhone eight and get one. Get, get an iPhone 8 as a gift and, hey, get one for yourself. You know, wink, wink, nudge, mm-hmm. nudge. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's something in, in advertising that that continues to, to dominate. Think about, think about motives uh, for yourself, those of you who are watching. Zach, think about motives. Uh, what percentage, I'll let you think about this, mm-hmm. what percentage would you say is about selfish or selfie if i can even use that word motives versus selfless those of you who are watching what percentage would you say in the respective chat rooms or those of you who are listening what percentage of of your motives that come out that are revealed are selfish or selfless got an answer i don't know it's so hard to uh to categorize that you know you often want to put percentages on things, but we do, you know, and, and it's so hard because each each day is just a, a, you know, it's an opportunity to to change that reality or you know to, to let the reality of selfishness um, kind of come into your life. And so you know, some days you just wake up and it's, and, you know, you're really <clears throat> you're serving God and you're doing that right, but um, you know, there's just those days you feel like crap, and all you want is the very things you desire. Um, so I think it's an ever-changing, um, ever-changing percentage. And I think that's just the reality of that constant checking that we need to have on, on our hearts. Um, it tells me every day, you know, a couple times a day, be like, you know, is, is my motives, are my motives right in this situation? Um, am I doing, am I doing this because I want to please God or do I want to please myself? Um, and I think it's just a constant reminder that I have to ask myself. Um, I'm sure a lot of people watching have to ask themselves, I hope you ask yourself these uh, you know, every day or multiple times a day if you have to. Constantly be checking. James brings up a good point in the in the discussion side of things. Uh, I think I've done good acts just to impress people. Mm-hmm. So again, what's the motive there? <laughs> I think the motive there, and and again, I think we could all relate to this mm-hmm. and, and trying to make it light here, but I, I think we've all done things to impress certain people or to make them uh, 
feel buttered up in some way, whereas we're kind of like, yeah, we're making you feel good. But in the reality, the reality is I'm actually trying to serve myself here, right? Yeah. So uh, I think that's something that all too often um, hides under the disguise Mm -hmm. of what should be a, a selfless act entirely ends up being selfless in appearance but selfish deep down on the inside of the heart so there's heart there's motives and then the thing that really hits me in this passage is going for the ask as you look here as you read here in james 4 verses 2 and 3 as you check these things out the the massive thing here is you have not because you ask not And I wonder how often I've neglected even going to God instead of trying to take it in my own hands. And as you read in verse 2, you're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Jealousy is the motive. Selfishness is the motive. And and all of a sudden, you're jam-packed with this rage and emotion because somebody else has it, you don't have it, And you're trying to fight for it somehow so that you can get it. Instead of asking. And the neat thing with God is he gives generously, right? And yet James chimes in here, the author chimes in here as, as saying, Oh, by the way, when you do ask, which isn't all that often, but when you do ask, you ask with the wrong motives. It's the why factor. Why aren't we asking? Why aren't we going to go there? And if I wasn't in such a deep mode right now, I'd call out Miles Cameron right now and say, hey, which I just did anyway. How you doing? Frank, good to see you. Uh, and, And others. Don just tuned in as well. But as we look at this, I think the neat thing, the neat quality with God is he gives generously. And as as I was watching an episode from, I was watching, I was actually engaged in a webinar today with Luis Palau. He's talking to evangelists today. And the neat thing with Luis Palau is he, he he was saying, you know, one of the things that we neglect, one of the things that we forget about is simply pray and ask. Oh, oh yeah. Duh. Then it hits us later on, like, oh, I should have just asked in the first place instead of achieving for it or working for it or trying to fight for it from somebody else. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, there's a lot of, there is a lot of jealousy in our world, though, isn't there? Uh, There's a lot of jealousy. And I know that I've contributed to that. And my guess is you could probably relate to that in some capacity. So we've looked at heart motives, going for the ask, last thing, probably the most important thing that summarizes it all is really it's an issue of control, right? It's a control issue. And if you have a jealousy issue of what somebody else has that you don't have, really you have a control issue, not just with yourself, you have a control issue with surrendering it to the Lord, Think about all that. It just becomes an issue of first. What do you mean by that? Um, you know, ultimately, what what's coming first? You know, 
if I were to list out the things that 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 are ultimately controlling my life, you know, is is Christ one of those? Is you know, even like James, you know, not this James, but the one, on the one on the chat, on the chat, um, talked about you know doing doing good stuff with with um, you know selfish intentions. Ultimately, you know, even though you, on the outside you may appear that I you know I want to serve someone, your first is still yourself, um, and hmm. so I think I think you know checking yourself constantly. Who is first? Um, you know, you hear the, the videos on YouTube, I am second. And I love those videos of the testimonies of these athletes, performers, um, lover, Art, artists, artists yeah. um, famous people. And, you know, ultimately at the end, it's I am second. You know, but you have to put that question out, you know, then who is first? And what is hmm. first? Um, and I think um, that's what James is really hitting me with tonight. You know, who is first? Hmm. And really, that's that's the crux of it, is the control factor is God is even with you, even when you think you have control, God is still present. God is still part of your reality. God is ever present with, with me in the pit of despair, in the pit of frustration. Uh, he's with me when my heart is corrupt, when my motives are selfish. And when I'm not asking him, when I'm not turning to him, when I'm shrinking back into self, when I'm doing the isolation thing and pushing others away. And there have been seasons, especially this year, where I've done that, where I've figuratively speaking pushed people away. And I've probably done that with you, Zach, just being honest. Not because of anything you've done, but just wanting that space in, in some capacity, but trying to have and manufacture that control is, is such a facade. Mm-hmm. It's such a fakeness and it only adds to the complexity of the mask that we love to portray to other people. And I think, I think the gospel of Mark really just, it displays it kind of just this true intentions. Um, I was reading this uh, recently, I think, you know, You've heard the passage, but it, you know, it says um, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. Mm. Um, for it is within, out of a person's heart, that come evil thoughts, uh, et cetera, et cetera, jealousy. This notion of control, this notion of, of, of firsts of ourselves and everything. Right. Um, and I think when we understand that you know, it's ultimately come from with ourselves, then that causes us to reach out to something that is beyond ourselves. Right. Um, to understand or to get a hold of, of the evil that that's inside. Um, and it's kind of a hard thing to admit that, that it's coming from you because you don't want to be, you know, the bad guy. Right. Um, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to admit your own, your own faults or your own sin. Um, but that's think, true. But I think ultimately, you know, realizing that puts us in a better place than we've ever been. And just, you know, even more so um, pushes us to recognize that we need a savior. Um, and, and that, that, that's a beautiful thing in itself, but it takes that, that, that true humbling of the person's heart, you know, in order to experience that true growth. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. Surrender. God with God's with you when you surrender. 
even when you don't surrender, he's still watching out for you. He still cares about you. He, he still loves you. doesn't mean he, he's avoiding you. It just means that the change in position happened um, with me or with you or with, or with you. And it is so easy to get weighed down in the distractions instead of the simple reminder of God being with. And so as I... As we close it out, this was a little bit more extended than normal. I've been trying to shorten it down to the 15-minute mark. We're at minute number 25 right now. But um, even going for the ask, the motives and the heart behind it, I don't want it to be fake. I don't want it to be some sort of facade. I want to engage with Jesus because he wants me to engage with him. He cares. And the very the very fact, if I want to view that out of obligation, points to uh, something else that's working on my heart that doesn't engage with seeing God in the proper context yeah. for who he is. So think about that tonight. And think about what what really God with you looks like. Do we go to God only when we want something? <laughs> I would say that the ask in that case was probably pretty corrupt. It's the Santa Claus effect. It's the same. That is the Santa Claus effect. That's huge. And and so, my friends, that is tonight's untorn. Really, is heart motives, asking, and control. Noah Cross just tuned in. Hey, Noah. So, what is the focus of, of, of you? We have not because we ask not. So go to him and ask. But don't just treat God as Santa Claus. Engage with the Lord so that he can be the unity, so that he can show you his faithfulness and really piece it all together. And that, again, is tonight's Untorn. So I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of this broadcast. It is truly an honor and a privilege. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love this series. I love the aspect of God being with. It's so easy. Zach, it would be so easy to focus as God, which is way up there and way up there only. And praise God that he's Emmanuel. He's with you. He's with me. So thank you, my friends, for tuning in. Thanks for you. Thank you for being part of this broadcast. We're going to be live next week again right here on Untorn, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love from Studio 14B. This is Jay Trainer saying so long for now. That's Zach. That's Puff. You're awesome. And uh, we uh, will be back next week at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Those of you on the video side of things, stick around for a couple minutes. We'll pray together and we'll call it a night. God bless you, my friends. We'll see you next time right here on untorn.net.